everybody, and welcome to the real thing with me, Greg Friel. It's going to be like this, isn't it? Continue, continue. Um, yes, another episode of the Friel Thing podcast with me, Greg Friel, and I have a very good friend of mine, um, wonderful guy called Niall Rackman. Niall, who are you, and why the hell am I talking to you? So I can answer one of those questions. Mm-hmm. And that's why you're talking to me. No, I'm kidding. Uh, my name is Niall. Uh, I run a couple of businesses, uh, all of them in the majority of them in the education sector. Um, mm-hmm. Part of it's in health and safety. The other part is in sort of organisational learning and development. So uh, I've got a couple of strings to my bow. Why you're talking to me today? Um, because you're massively entertaining. Massively entertaining, or I'm at the bottom of the list of people that you're podcasting. Which one are we going for? I would go for massively entertaining. Then we'll go with that one. Perfect. Yeah. So step it up. Absolutely. Uh, if, if at some point throughout this podcast you don't randomly break into a dance, people will be disappointed. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Um, anyway, so now we were just discussing before we went on air, as it were, when we first met and we were trying to work out exactly when that was. It was we've never actually met in the real world because of the whole lockdown situation which feels really, really weird because it actually feels like I've known you for years. But I think we met at um, a networking event run by uh, the lovely Courtney Flynn um, and when she was still working at Now Meet or Now, the conference thing that she was doing. Um, yeah, so it was Now Meet was the event. Yeah. Um, and then reconnected at Virtual Coffee at the Castle. Um, which um, is run by Dan Christie uh, and yourself on Zoom duties. Um, yeah, so when was that? That was what, maybe August, September? Yeah, some, something like that, yeah. Um, and life has never been the same. No, once, once you go Greg, you never go back, that's what they Indeed. say. Indeed, um, yeah, something like that. Yeah, we'll go with that one. Um, yeah. yeah, but just when you were mentioning there about never meeting people in person, it's a dead weird concept. I did weird thought, if I'm honest. The number of people that we've met over the last year just using Zoom. Mm-hmm. But you don't know how tall anybody is. <laughs> I don't know if that, when, it, when I meet you in real life... I'm 5'11". Yeah, oh, right, okay. But okay. That's roughly the same height as me. I'm sort of a, a borderline 5'10". It depends who's asking. If it's on the Tinder profile, it's 5'10". See, that's quite funny because in my head, I think you're like a wee guy. I'm, I'm sm- smallish. I'm, I'm average size. We'll go with average mm-hmm. size. Um, right, okay. Unless, unless it's on the Tinder, then I'm six foot two. Indeed. Extremely well built. But you got I was always head. gutted that I didn't quite hit the six foot mark. It was five eleven. I'm like, not quite six foot. It just really kind of annoyed me. I was like, no, must grow taller. Which explains why I sometimes wear high heels. That's a discussion for another day. Anyway, uh so Niall, let's go back to pre COVID and what was your what did your business look like then first to train you you're you doing your training but how, how did that differ from you know what came after so we started the business i say we it's the royal we um it's me one uh, it, it is it is me uh, i started the business after uni in 2019 june 2019 having completed my five years at uni and thought you know what fantastic let's uh, five years five years at uni Four years in Scotland, one year in Madrid and Spain, um, which was really wow, nice. Which was great fun. Um, what did you study? 
I studied international business and languages, hence the Spain side of things. Um, right. And then when I was over in Spain, I worked for an accounts firm uh, for an internship for between December and August. Um, On a scale of one to ten, how dull was working for an accountancy firm? I loved it. Really? I loved it. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. It was. It Not was my idea of fun, but still okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Doing the physical work was was uh, interesting, shall mm-hmm. we say? But I, I basically had to work in Spanish language the whole time. Oh wow! Amazing. Um, basically, so, the day. I, so very practical application of what it, what it was you're actually studying at university, which is kind of unusual. Absolutely. Well, the day I arrived at the office, there's an email circulated around basically saying, Niall has arrived in the office, Niall is an English speaker, but he needs to learn Spanish. Do not let me catch you speaking to Niall in, in English unless there is an emergency, basically. Wow. Uh, you must speak to him in Spanish. And it was the best thing that could ever happen to me. Um, Probably was very frustrating for my uh, my colleagues to start with when they spoke to me in Spanish and I looked at them like the typical British person, like no idea what you're wanting me to do here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I learned Spanish and to this day I can still speak it more or less. Uh, how did you How did you um, learn? What was your your method? What was my method? Uh, don't speak English as much as humanly possible. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, but you don't just randomly just pick up stuff and, you know, no. did you, like, have, like, audio books or anything, like a course or something like that? To, so, or, or was it just being so immersed in the fact that you're there and talking to people that, you know, I guess, I'm, I, guess I speak Spanish now? It, it, was, it was sort of a bit of that. It was, I used to listen to, there's a type of music called reggaeton, um, which mm-hmm. is, like, Spanish pop-ish music. It's like, yeah. what, what, what the young ones... The young ones. The young ones. Because <laughs> you're so old. <laughs> yeah. I'm 24. That's that. Nearly, nearly at retirement. Um, no. Uh, so like, I'd listen to that music, pick up little bits and bobs from there, and I'd also listen and, and watch Spanish TV. Um, right. Sometimes with the Spanish subtitles on, sometimes mm-hmm. with the English subtitles on, and the audio was obviously in Spanish. Um, and that helped me pick it up. But I guess the main thing that, that got me... To the point that I that I got to when I was when I was in Spain was I lived in a flat with it when it, when I moved over I lived in a flat with a Colombian an Italian a French guy wow. and a guy from Holland. I'm so, not going to ask what those parties were like. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, Moving on. Yes. But 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 the common language in the in the flat was Spanish, so I did not speak English unless I phoned home. Um, which obviously wow. when, when you're trying to say that's, that's fairly intense did you I mean did you find it kind of quite I would find it maybe a bit kind of almost kind of claustrophobic you're kind of like I kind of need to you know speak you know what, what you're used to you used to speaking you know was it frustrating N- more frustrating internally when when I'd be told how to say something and I'd forget because obviously you can't you can't pick everything up mm-hmm. straight, straight away uh, and there was certain words that I would forget, or certain sort of uh, categorization of, of of the phrases that you would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you eventually it it just clicks one day, and you wake up and you'll be like, right, okay, I know mm-hmm. how to say these sentences now. Um, so I can say yeah. a lot of different Spanish words in relation to accountancy that I don't think anybody who's an English speaker needs to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as you can say 
two beers in Spanish, then you're all right. Absolutely. And, and a table for four, as good old Kevin Bridges teaches and taught us all. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, back back to back to the story. So I, I, I did my five years at uni. I um, finished up in 2019. I tried to get a grad job, but unfortunately, although you were mentioning how great I was, um, to the recruiters of the big firms, I was not good enough. Um, so I couldn't get a job. And I thought, I, I volunteer part-time in the medical field. And I thought mm-hmm. um, part of that was community outreach. And I thought, you know what? People like doing first aid training, especially when I do it. Um, and that's just blowing my own trumpet there. Um, of but course. When you'd uh, never hear me talk about myself no, like well, that. Never, no. never, never. No, absolutely not. Um, yeah. So, so, so once once I decided to go down that, I thought absolutely everybody would love to do first aid training. I'll start my first aid company up, work for five years, and retire to the Bahamas. It'll be great. Uh, <laughs> and how naive I was. Started that in June 2019, um, and we're sort of ticking over, building things up a little bit, but uh, trying to get to the point, um, trying, trying to build the company as big as possible. But realised very quickly that not everybody wants to learn first aid, and certainly they don't want to do it if they don't have to do it. Uh, it tends yeah. to happen after somebody has an accident, they'll turn around and go, I wish I knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And then they'll, they'll go and get a training course. Uh, and it's a very, very uh, highly competitive industry as well. So we got to the 22nd of March, 2020, just sort of yes. taking over. Uh, and then the inevitable was coming. Um, so Lockdown. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You don't even need voiceover effects for that mm-hmm. one. No, uh, but, but you do, it, the, the mic does help. Lockdown. See. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so... 22nd was, uh, was the 23rd was obviously looming over us and the 22nd mm-hmm. uh, it was almost like the final countdown um, and you can plug that little song in there if you want yeah, um, and we thought oh no we're going to lose everything overnight and lo and yeah. behold stay at home message do not go to work do not leave your house only leave the house for essential purposes what happened mm. we, we lost everything so that was that was interesting, um, but how 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 quickly did you kind of go? Okay, right, this is not happening. But if we pivot to use that phrase, um, you know, how quickly were you like, mm, let's get this online, let's try and get this online and make this work in, in that kind of capacity. So did, that, did you panic and kind of go, let's do it now, or was it, let's just sort of see, is this going to be a couple of weeks or or what's happening? It took me to week two of the initial three weeks that we were meant to be in lockdown. Remember when we said three weeks yeah. and that would be it, back normal, back in back into the pub having a beer. Uh, it took me till week two, and I went to uh, went to a networking event, um, and was was basically one of the speakers at the event said writing a bit of paper saying what does this mean mean now, uh, and basically did, did did a good bit of mind mapping. Is that, is that the politically politically mm-hmm. correct way to say that now? Um, we'll go with that one. Mind mapping and basically decided at that point what was what, what we had previously will not sustain and, and survive the period of 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 lockdown, no matter mm-hmm. how, how long it's going to be, and we need to sort of pivot. And I hate that word, but pivot and make a change. I just think I think of it. Ross and friends with the couch. That's yeah. as soon as, as soon as anybody says that, that's what I think. And I'm gonna I'm gonna make a quite um, a revelation here is 
I don't like Friends, nor do I watch Friends. However, that... It's been nice talking to you now. Yeah, it's been great. It's been great. Um, Interview ends now. Um, no, I, can, I can understand that. I mean, not, my wife and I grew, grew up, or rather grew up together. As It was really whenever we... Um, Whenever we first started seeing each other, friends was the thing. Mm. So, um, so it kind of it maps our relationship at the same time. So mm. that's it kind of. I did think it kind of lost it a bit. And it mm. season ten, see the the whole thing with Joey and Rachel. That I was like, nah, I'm out. I, I so, mean, but I, this this will mean nothing to you if you if you're kind of like, no, I don't like friends. I don't watch it. No, I mean, I grew up with Breaking Bad, so we can. Take from that what, what okay. I grew up learning about and, and what to do, but um, for the purposes of law enforcement, I didn't. I, it's not me. It's Greg. <laughs> but yeah, um, back to the back to the pivot. We 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 came up with the, to the conclusion that things weren't going back to normal very quickly. Yes. So we thought, how do we take our training online? Now we did first aid training, which is practical, hands-on training. How can I teach, and, and the question arose, how can I teach you how to save a life over Zoom? And mm. it was pretty much nigh on impossible. Um, because you need the practical element. I don't sure. want to yeah. tell you how to do something and you walk into it and go, I have no idea what I'm doing here. Um, I've and never a lot of blood. Yeah, and, and, it's a bit, and it's a bit messy and you have to think back to a Zoom class rather than I remember mm. doing this. Uh, yeah, yeah, you, you um, have that sense memory that my I did my yeah. hands did this and I did, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So, so I've got a, a, an extremely, um, I'm extremely fortunate to work with a gentleman uh, called Michael Byrne, um, and I've been working. I know with Michael him. very well. He's actually been a guest on on this podcast. Fantastic. I love his work. Fantastic, Fantastic. stuff. Fantastic. Um, yeah. So Michael and I met each other just about. December 2019, November, December 2019, and we started speaking to each other, obviously not with anything in mind, thinking of anything at all, we just started chatting to each other, um, because I taught first aid for mental health, and he's massive in the mental health field in the yes. area, um, so lockdown hit, we were sitting and we had a conversation again, and basically we came to the conclusion that the two of us can make something incredible, not just for ourselves, and, and uh, as a, as a business, business point of view, yeah. But we can help people and we can yeah. benefit individuals. So in May, so it took us about a month to sort of figure out the, the bits and bobs that we were needing to do. And then it hit May time and we launched our first aid for mental health, mixing the academic side, which is which was a qualification, and then threw in the lived experience of what Michael was being through. Yeah. Which is basically why didn't somebody notice and why didn't somebody spot the signs and using that lets us show um, and, and brings people into the fact that people are suffering people are going through things but do you pick it up pick up on it why not mm -hmm. and then it encourages people to look into things a wee bit more and um, so we so we've been doing that and then working on different projects and different things all the way through the year and um, we've been extremely fortunate that we managed to get a couple of grants through, which has allowed us to, to develop in, in different areas. Um, one of which was our sort of our main diversification strategy, which is our platform that we're that we're looking to launch over the next soft launch in the next couple of months, and then full market launch in the next six months, which would uh, which is workplace training courses, um, which is our big platform for learning okay. development. 
is that going to be like a live training thing or is it going to be like an online resource where there's videos and that kind of set of things or so it's like a Udemy course or that kind no. of thing? Um, I'm, I'm a strong believer. I spent years in hospitality, working in hospitality, and we would get sent links to complete e-learning modules and I hate them with a passion. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and I'm sure that I'm not the only person. If anybody's watching this, you're probably nodding your head along as well, thinking, yeah, I don't like e-learning. I think you're assuming that people are watching this now. That's also a great assumption there as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, well. Um, so, yeah, the, 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 the element of e-learning has its place in society, but it's yes. over. I, and I think, it, I mean, it, it depends on how you like to learn. I mean, I think, you know, that doesn't work for you but there's other people that are like you know i like to work at my own pace and i like to be able to do this but sometimes it's the blended approach having you know the pre-recorded video but then there's going to be like a, a live zoom call or something like that at some point and then it's going to be able to mark it along the way um and it kind of you know you're able to kind of maintain progress and it kind of you're you're accountable then to kind of work through the program rather than here it is you're on your own yeah yeah good luck uh, I signed yeah. up to about four or five e-learning courses and they're all sitting on an account somewhere that I've never, I've, I've done maybe one day and then gone, I've got no drive to go back to it. Mm -hmm. um, and as, as a country, we've had a year of, for some of us, has been a year on furlough sitting in the house, not really developing our own skills and, and, and doing doing things. So I think as a, as a country, we're going to have a little bit of a, a little bit of catching up to do, shall we say. Um, and what I'm wanting to create and what I'm in the process of creating is a space where any type of teacher, um, in terms of that could provide value to organisations, can be found and be booked and everything sort of in the one place for them. Um, yeah, make it, making the whole sort of customer journey in general easier um, mm -hmm. find, finding training and developing the smaller trainers the the, the little uh, the little guys shall we say or the little people um, shall we say and develop their own businesses as well so that's what that's what I've been up to that's how I pivoted I've looked at the general market looked at things being mm -hmm. changing we are going to change we have to accept the change and just adapting and, and, and I was about to say the bear girls phrase of adapt and overcome there but um, mm -hmm that sort of idea um i i was being interviewed back in june i i just put out my single stay home uh, which i put out my birthday last year and i was on um a radio interview doing a radio interview that week for it and i used the phrase they were they were asking how lockdown was going for me and all that kind of thing i said well you know it's one of these things adapt or die Adapt or die, see that expression in the middle of a pandemic is maybe not the best choice of words. No. Um, but it's just it is a, a phrase that's commonly used <laughs> um, in the business sense. But um, my family still goes, really, Greg, adapt or die. So I think that's going to be a T-shirt. I think I need to to do uh, get have an adapt or die T-shirt at some point. Absolutely. 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 Get one. You can get one. No problem. Fist up or something like that. Exactly. So, um, when whenever you were back in in uni, uh -huh. you were presumably thinking, "I'm going to graduate and I'm going to get a job." Yeah. You know, in your head, what what were you thinking? I would really like to do. Were you thinking, "I want to work with people. I want to do something that's kind of really going to help other people." Because I mean, that's that's really what you do. You know, every day. Yeah. 
just make lives better. Oh, oh, um, yeah. what, is, is that kind of where your head was at when you were back then? So when I was back in uni, my dream job was the Audi recruitment program, the area manager one. Now, I don't know what I tried. You say that like I, I know what that is. What is that? The area manager program was a year-long, two-year-long program um, where you went in, got all your training, and by the end of it, you were given an area and a bunch of supermarket stores to basically, in, in essence, you own them in terms of ensuring everything runs properly. Right, okay. Um, but you obviously have the brand and the backing of the Aldi head, head office. Um, so it was something that was heavily, heavily marketed at uni. Like any any um, mouse mats in the uni were all the Aldi graduate schemes. Uh, mouse really? Mats. Right, um, but it was, it was something that I, I don't know what attracted to me the most was the element of the um, compensation. It was massively higher than any of the other ones. Um, and you also got an Audi with it as well as a company car. Hey, um, an Audi from Aldi? An Audi from Aldi, yeah. Um, I wonder if that's why they chose that brand. Possibly. That's that's quite smart. I've just realised that. Um, anyway, My marketing brain taking over. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, that's what I wanted to do. Um, I wanted to do that purely from or move back to Spain. That was the two things that I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, naturally, having lived in Spain and, and loved it completely, um, I, I, if I had the chance, I would probably have gone back, um, but I chose not to, purely from the element of what happened on the 31st of December 2020. Is that? Or is it 31st of January? Brexit. <laughs> Whatever day Brexit. Oh, right, yeah, I was going, well, I was going, what happened? Oh, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yes. Remember that thing that happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like pandemic, pandemic, oh, Brexit, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to move all the way over to Spain, get my life sorted out, turn around and, and, and say, oh no, you can't actually stay here anymore. Mm -hmm, you need to that, yeah. up sticks and leave again. And like, all right, okay, well, that would be a waste of time. So, yeah, that's that's what I wanted to do. Um, and nowadays, don't know, don't know where I'll end up. Um, mm -hmm. I'm obviously building more of a digital company now, um, which sure. means that we can, we can live and work whatever we want to uh, well that's what i was just thinking i mean surely i mean if if it's going to exist in that kind of realm then um you'd be able to operate that from a you know a beach somewhere um presumably absolutely absolutely somewhere that's not air beach because that's the closest one i've got but nothing wrong with air beach um nice i, I just prefer maybe the beach of barcelona or or the maldives that would be that would be another one i've been to both um I love the Maldives. We were there in 2003 um, and we had one of those water villas, you know, Ooh. it was amazing. Absolutely loved it. My wife was losing her mind because there's nothing to do. Literally, I, I'd been working, working, working and like really, really needed the time off. So I literally just slept and lay out in the sun and did nothing, which was ideal. Um, but my wife likes to kind of do excursions and all, all this kind of thing. But she was like, there's nothing to do. So like after a day and a half, she was completely losing her mind. But uh, but I'd like to go back to the Maldives. Um, I loved it. But Barcelona, we were there in 2015 and I, it didn't go well. It was one of these things, Barcelona's, you know, amazing city, but we, 
I don't know how we managed to do this, but we seem to go to everywhere that didn't serve decent food. So we actually didn't have a decent meal the whole time we were there. It's like, how did this happen? And everyone's like, Barcelona's amazing, food's amazing, blah, blah, blah. It was horrific. It was absolutely horrendous. So we'd quite like to go back, but have everybody recommend one of the best restaurants to go like and go go there instead because it was like this is immense. Yeah. I I mean I guess I guess that's the exact same as in Madrid. In Madrid mm-hmm. you've got two streets, well two areas basically that you know if you're going there you're you're finding the tourists, which is the Gran Via, which is the main main sort of high street. And you've got the Sol, which is the the big square down down at the very um down middle of the city, one street down from mm-hmm. Grandia. And that's where you find the majority of the tourists because that's where you have your Sephora's, your, yeah. your high street shops, you've got your five-storey pre-mark, um, those sorts of things, which for some odd reason, British people, or whenever my friends came over, that would be the first thing you'd want to go and see was the pre-mark, but they yeah. could nip up to East Bride Shopping Centre and see one or go into our guys. Um, but you know what? That's what they wanted to do, and it saved me money because that would be them spending it on on clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, but you went a street either direction in any way, and you would get um, more authentic Spanish food that you could that you could want in your life. Um, yeah. And if you go away from the tourist areas as well, you end up spending. Um, you buy a beer, and you get free food, and that was it. So you just keep drinking beer and you just get more food. And it changes, it obviously gets Good better deal. food the more beer you consume. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's because you, your taste changes, shall we say, um, yeah. the more beer you consume. Um, yeah, I'll eat that, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, the, the strangest one I've been in, I was in a bar. Um, we used to go every Friday morning uh, and work. And there was these sort of like sea creature things sitting in the... Um, see, see even to call, see creaturey things. It's like mm, appetizing. I don't know. What, I don't know what they were. Ugh. You tap the glass; they were still alive, and they would like come out of their little tubes. And it's like, have you ever seen? You're, you're seen not Peter selling Jackson? this very well. No, I'm, I'm definitely not. But have you seen the Peter Jackson's King Kong film? Yes. And they end up in that valley, and mm-hmm. these funky things start jumping out at them and grabbing them. Mm-hmm. It was like that, miniaturized in a bar that you were to eat. They weren't eating you this time, you were eating them. No. <laughs> so is, is travels, you know, on your kind of list of things to do, like, you know, whenever we get come out of all this craziness and slowly return to the world outside, are you wanting to jump on a plane and, and go and, and travel and, and see a lot more of the world? Is that something that's, you know, yeah. of interest to you? Absolutely. I think one of my biggest regrets was not travelling when I was at uni. Because at the end of right. the day, you were, in, you were in uni for 24 weeks of the year. Um, and then you did your sort of two weeks of exams either side. So that's what, 24, 26, 28 weeks of the year. And then the rest of it, you had the choice in doing what you wanted to do. Um, I tend to... I, 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 um, I'm, I'm not saying I wasted it. I learned from second year up until fifth year. I spent the majority of my my summer holidays skydiving, so that was, what? Yeah, jumping out of airplanes. Um, so See, not, that that is on. That's on my list of things I never want to do, but I would really like to do. You know what I mean? It's like I'm the, the thought of it utterly terrifies me. I'm scared of heights. Um, but anything, but anything that's kind of like, you know, if 
you're you're filling in the form and it's kind of like you know next of kin right yeah. and kind of like possibility of death i'm kind of like maybe we should reconsider this you know what i mean well to be honest there's a greater risk of dying in a way to to the drop zone than there is when you jump out of the plane okay. and the first the first time isn't scary either because you don't know what's going to happen to you the second time's a scary one because you I know think exactly. I'd have a heart attack just you know you know, it, nothing would happen to me in terms of physically getting injured maybe but i think i might just die of the, the sheer horror and you know fear i think i think i'd quite like to be in that plane not for when you have a heart attack but just to thanks hear, hear the screams or at least being on the ground so that you can hear them from fifteen thousand feet see it's a weird one it's like i would like to but this is actually true um my life insurance would be null and void if I went up on the plane really? and, and, and jumped out, it's like, it's one of the things in my life insurance. Like, are you going to do life threatening, dangerous things? I'm like, no, of course not. No, 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 no. So yeah. like if something did happen to me, my life insurance would be null and void, which would not be good. No, um, be good. so, um, I'm just yeah. thinking now, have I told my life insurance? <laughs> no, uh, no, I'm pretty sure I have because I also work freelance for the UK bungee club. Um, so it's bungee jumping. Jeez. Um, yeah, I've not I've not ventured into scuba diving yet. That's 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 next. On the so list. I mean, are you a bit of an adrenaline junkie? Then is that, is that has that become? Have you like I was going to say when you were young, younger, um, you know, a fetus? Yeah. Were you thinking that you know, like yeah, I want to jump out of a plane. Yeah, I want to do something daredevilly and insane. I mean, yes and no. I was bullied into going skydiving. Um, okay. I, I was at a, and I say bullied in a, in a loose term before anybody starts feeling sorry for me. Um, I was at the sports fair and somebody approached me and when I was younger, um, you could sell anything to me and I would buy it. Anything. Don't put that in a t-shirt. Don't put that in a t-shirt. No, absolutely not. Now, now apparently I, I just have the face of approachable in anybody and everybody will come up to me, but mm -hmm. I don't buy things anymore. Um, nearly as much as I used to but um, yeah somebody approached me and went do you want to jump out of a plane and I just went yeah why not um, and that was it that was it two weekends later I got into the into the minibus yeah. and got shipped off up to Strathallan in Scotland uh, and just down from Perth and yeah did my training and got lobbed out of a plane wouldn't be me would not be me so You've got this online platform happening, right? Yeah. Uh, you, you're, you're hoping to launch that over the next couple of months, yeah? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and is that falling under the first to train brand, or is that going to be something differently? Or so that's something that we're still working out. As, as a company, it will still be under first to train. Um, what we're working out just now is obviously the website will be called Workplace Training Courses because that is something that is exactly what it says in the tin. It does exactly what it says in the tin. Um, if you're looking for workplace training courses, boom, there you go, there's a site, you'll find yeah. them. Um, I'm, I've also got the health and safety side of the company and we're sort of humming and hawing whether, uh, what way we go with that. Um, so first to training will always stay with this platform. Um, it's just what, what the other half will, yeah. will move off and, and do. Because uh, obviously, first to train, you never think instantly um, of health and safety, which is um, something that we, we need to obviously start to, to improve on. Um, 
getting the, getting the brand name out there a wee bit more. But you think mm-hmm. first to train, you think of training. So um, that element will, will sort of stay. So yeah, and, and, and a short answer to the long answer I just gave you there. Yes, it's staying under the same brand. Right, okay. So if people are looking to find out uh, more about uh, First to Train, where do they go? So the best way to do it, get in touch with us um, would be via my LinkedIn. Get in touch with me and you'll see what we share. Uh, on there. Rackman. Um, and I'm sure there'll be uh, a link put somewhere. Uh, or you could say from. it. I'm, this is the prompt to say the name of the website. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> there you go. I'm learning, I'm learning more and more. Mm-hmm. So you can catch me on LinkedIn. I say, I'm going to set you up there. This is the bit where you plug and say oh, it's uk. Yeah. So uh, as Greg has just mentioned there. Oh, is uh, that what it is? Well, okay, good. It is. So the health and safety side of things is currently under firsttotrain.co.uk. Um, the online platform for the learning and development is workplacetrainingcourses.com. Um, mm-hmm. And... To get in touch with me personally, it is best just grabbing me on LinkedIn. You shall find me under the name of Niall Rachman, uh, which is R A C H M A N. And you can probably. Do you like to do the uh, kind of guttural? And yeah. Rachman. Either that or I get Rachman or Ranchman. Mm. I get the occasional Ranchman. Ranchman. Uh, the names I get, I get Niall, Nigel, Neil. Uh, um, I sometimes get George. Yeah, but. that's somebody not looking. <laughs> You've got the t-shirt. Oh, wow. Yeah, get it right. Uh, Niall, thank you very much for joining me today. Um, it is a pleasure as ever blethering with you. Uh, you. We've been pretty good about not swearing, I think. that We should, we need to give ourselves bonus points for that. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I, I need to get the swear jar out and just fill it back up with swear words. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, but thank you very much for having me. It's been great to sure. chat. Uh, my pleasure, and I shall see you very, very soon. Absolutely.